Get out your pen and paper. Today, we're going to be giving you a tool for effective repair conversations. We'll be processing one of our own past fights. We call them regrettable incidents. Uh Uh-oh. This is going to be one of the best ways to process old hurts and let go of those stubborn resentments. Did you know the average couple waits six years to get help in their marriage? Yeah, that's six years of pain, hurt, and frustration. Hi there, I'm Charlotte Snow. And I'm Robert Snow. And welcome to Master Your Marriage. Where we believe that having an amazing marriage should never feel like hard work and shouldn't be a guessing game. This is the show for married couples who want to discover a scientifically proven approach to building a masterful marriage and have fun while doing it. So if that's you, you're in the right place. Let's dive in. Picture this, you're on a beautiful hike. You're surrounded by stunning scenery while enjoying a nice walk with a friend and having a lovely conversation. However, in the midst of your enjoyment, you pick up a nagging stone in your shoe. You don't want to be a bother, so you just keep walking, hoping that this nuisance will somehow vanish on its own. But with every step, the problem becomes more and more uncomfortable until it's downright unbearable. But you still say to yourself, I'll be fine. I'll just keep going and bear it. Then, to make matters worse, you pick up another stone, and then another stone, and then more sand and dirt. And the pain is really just getting excruciating at this point. So you finally acquiesce and stop to take a look. And as you remove your shoe, you realize that your foot is bruised and scraped and cut and actually bleeding. And it's not just the physical pain that you're feeling now. The irritation of that pain has now caused you to lash out at your friend. The hurt is so deep that you're not sure if you can even continue with the hike or if it's time to call it quits. So what would happen if you would have handled that situation differently? What if at the first sign of discomfort, you'd have taken a moment to say to your friend, hold on a second, I have a rock in my shoe. Do you mind if we stop and and I can take care of this? This pause for one moment could have prevented everything from spiraling out of control. Yeah, and you know, when we find ourselves in disagreements, fights, or other regrettable incidents, we often have the tendency to sweep things under the rug and just try to keep moving on. Perhaps we're just tired of talking about the same old problem, or we're afraid of revisiting an old conflict, or maybe we're just secretly hoping that by ignoring it, the problem will somehow just disappear. But the harsh reality is that hope is not an effective strategy for relationships. Ignoring the problem and all the negative emotions that come with it usually cause more pain. Then the, the issue inevitably resurfaces time and time again, adding stone after stone to our shoe. Just like removing a stone from our shoe can prevent injury, dealing with a fight or regrettable incident calmly and empathetically can prevent further damage to the relationship. But how? How do we do this? How do we remove the stones from our relationship? This brings us to the top topic of processing a fight, or as we like to call them, a regrettable incident. Processing is a repair conversation after an incident that has already occurred. Rather than telling you how to do it, we thought we'd just take one of our past regrettable incidents between the two of us and process it here with you. 
(laughs) I am a little nervous about this, by the way. Um, Before we actually jump into processing one of our event, our past regrettable incidents, I want to provide just a wee bit more context for what we're going to be doing. So there are five rules that Robert and I are first going to agree to and follow as we do this. And then we will flow through five steps. So let us first explain what these rules and these steps are. So what are the ground rules, Robert? So the first one, this technique is used to process something from the past, past fights, past regrettable incidents, or past emotional injuries. But we're doing only one regrettable incident or incident at a time, and we're not going to pile on lots of other things like, well, do you remember the time that you did this? So we're only going to, we're going to manage one thing at a time and keep, keep to that one topic. Okay. I can agree to that. Okay. And secondly, we need to agree to be calm and create a little bit of emotional distance from the incident. So it needs to be a conversation that where we're seeing it as though maybe we're sitting in a balcony, watching this event happen down on a stage down in front of us and be aware of our our body, um, be aware of our heart rate. And just notice if we do feel ourselves getting flooded or our heart rate escalating, that we're going to stop because we want to, we want to stay calm. Okay. So step three actually builds on step two. So step three is we need to promise that we're not going to start the fight again. Rather, we need to be calm and collected as we process this regrettable incident. Yeah. So we're not going to get back into it. Not going to get back into it. Okay. I agree. Okay. And then the fourth rule we need to agree ahead of time that we're that we have different versions of reality. So it's really kind of pointless to focus on just facts. Remember, we all experience reality differently. My facts may not be your facts. So instead, we're going to focus on our perspectives, my perspective and your perspective. And we're going to agree ahead of time that both of our perspectives are important and valid. Absolutely. Okay. And we're going to avoid the four horsemen and use the respective antidotes for each of those, which means we'll avoid criticism, contempt, defensiveness, and stonewalling. Okay. So we are in agreement on those five things? I agree. Okay. So then we have our five steps that are going to happen in this process. So what are, let's just really quickly high level, just go through what these five steps are before we jump in. Okay. First step is feelings. We'll each share how we felt, not why we felt that way, but how we felt. The second step is our perception. Once we've both shared our feelings, then we move on to sharing our perceptions. But we'll state what we saw and heard and felt, making sure to avoid assumptions, criticism, and contempt. So we're just sharing our version. Share your version of the story. Okay. Step three is we're going to talk about our triggers. We're going to each take turns sharing what caused us or triggered us to react in the way that we did. And it's important to recognize before we do this that triggers started a long time ago before the relationship ever began, probably triggers from early childhood. These become buttons, trigger buttons that get pushed when we are in fights. So we're going to share a little bit about what those triggers were that got us into it. We'll share a little bit of our old scars, our old vulnerabilities. And as we do that, it's going to increase our understanding and compassion and empathy for one another. And this is the magic part of this process, because as we learn these things about one another, we strive to avoid hurting each other or opening up that old wound again. And then step four is going to be simply taking responsibility. So you'll see us both apologize. 
So step five is constructive plans. And step five is pretty cool because it's where each of us will take turns saying what we would do differently next time if something like this were to happen in the future. And that's an important piece. All right. So that's the high level overview. Those are the rules. Those are the steps. Now we're going to quick tell you what this event was, just overview of it. So you have some some understanding about what happened and then we'll process it for you all to hear. And again, this is something that we teach and advise and help other couples to do when you're working with us as a coach or you're coming to one of our retreats, you get a workbook on how to do this. And we give that to all our clients and we help them to actually apply this in their own relationship. So what was this event that happened to us? What was it about? Well, I know how much you like your outdoor space. I love being outside. So we were working in the yard one day, I think it's three years ago, probably, or something. Or longer. Or longer. And then I think we ended up going to to Sam's Club and I saw this swing. I thought the swing would be great. I could hang it on the patio and you'd fall in love and just, you know, swing back and forth and the birds would fly. And it would just be, it was lovely. It was going to be this great, this great thing. I I thought it would be really cool. I didn't like the swing, but I thought maybe you would. Yeah, Yeah, definitely. And then what happened? Oh, and then what happened? You didn't like the swing and then we got in a fight. <laughs> okay, that's the short That's the short explanation. It, it, as we process it, you'll get all the details. There's a lot more to it than that. Right. But. So let's start with, this is the exact workbook that we would be using if we were working with you guys. So we're going to start with feelings. Step number one is feelings. Do you want me to go first? Yes, you go first. All right, so when this event happened... What I was feeling in that moment that kind of got us to that point was I was feeling a little bit powerless. I was feeling like I had no influence in what was happening. I think the really big feelings uh, that I felt was that I felt like I had no voice, that I I felt like I was being made fun of a little bit, like I was being mocked. And I felt like my concerns didn't matter or that I didn't matter. And I felt a little bit invisible in this situation, which caused me to feel stupid. So those were some of the feelings I was experiencing. What about you? Um, I felt I felt defensive. My feelings got hurt. I, of course, I got flooded. Um, I felt misunderstood. I, I had a feeling that I was right and that you were wrong. I also felt that I was morally justified. You'll get more about that later. I wasn't calm and I was pretty stubborn. And I also felt that my feelings didn't matter um, and that I wasn't appreciated. Yeah, I do remember that part for sure. So does that cover it? Like, that covers we, it. Do we explain how we were feeling? Yeah, so that right. was step one. So the second step is to share our individual realities and to validate one another's realities. So um, let me tell you from my perspective what I saw. So we were, it was a very busy Saturday. I think it was in the springs. We were doing a lot of spring cleanup. We were pulling weeds. We were cleaning up the yard. We had way too many things on our task list to begin with. And we made a run up to Sam's Club to get a few things that we needed for the yard. And Robert saw the swing and he knows, like, I really do. I garden a lot. I'm outside all summer long. And it was sweet. He's like, I think you, we could do this. Maybe I can build this for you on the back porch. And, and I loved the idea. And I said, let's do it. And we came home 
and uh, he installed it on our back porch, which was a lot of work for him. And we uh, he we picked the beam and the location of the beam where that was going to be installed. And it was difficult to get it balanced because the the patio is really tall, and so he had to add additional length to it. It was a lot of work, and he spent a lot of time really perfecting this. Then I went to sit in it, and I heard what I thought was a crack. And as I swung on it, it cracked more, and it cracked more. And the more I swung back and forth and took larger swings, I started worrying, is this whole patio coming down? Is it going to crash down on my family? Is it going to destroy my house? Because we have this beautiful back patio. And I just flipped out, like, what? what's that sound? What is that noise? And and so what I heard Robert say in return was, it's fine. Don't worry about it. It's fine. Which to me felt really invalidating and concerning. And I got myself more and more worked up about it. And then our daughter came out with her friends. I think she had two friends over that day. And they piled on top of this swing that I was already concerned wouldn't hold my weight. And now there was three people on the swing and they were the girls were all laughing and making fun of me like I was ignorant and stupid. And they continued to just swing on it higher and higher and higher. And I got so flooded and angry, I just stormed into the house. And that's my version of reality. Yep, I remember that. What's your version? Wow. I remember just, it was, you know, it, the fact is it was a really tall beam. And so I had to get one of my tallest ladders and extend the ropes. And it wasn't designed for, it was designed for a tree branch, not a level thing. So I had to put, you know, two, two more ropes and the eye bolts and everything in there. And, and I just, you know, I'd made my best decision to try and figure out where this thing was going to be best placed, not only for traffic patterns, but I wanted it closer to the bearing point. I used to be a general contractor. So if that helps. You knew what you were doing. I knew. Well, yeah, I, I knew what I was doing. So I moved it. So it wasn't mid-span. I moved it over closer to a bearing point and made sure I had the right size eye bolts and, and all those type of things. So I had, had really spent a lot of time considering the installation process of this. And she just went on, you know, once, twice, and then the aluminum fascia, as the beam flexed, the aluminum fascia made some noise, and then she bailed out, and and I felt like it was, I don't know, maybe a complete and utter waste of my time, time that I didn't really have. So I was a little frustrated about that, a little frustrated since this is a, a fight that we're processing, yeah, yeah. probably more than a little frustrated on both our parts. Right. So what I... What, so what I'm hearing you say is that you worked really hard on it and that you, correct me if I'm wrong, I just want to make sure that I am fully understanding your perspective. Okay. So you felt qualified to be able to do this job. Yes. And that you felt, would you say, questioned? You didn't feel... Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Maybe questioned or Or maybe not trusted? Not trusted. Not trusted. Answer, yeah. Right. And that, and did you say that you also felt like maybe you'd done a lot of work on it? So I don't know that maybe you weren't feeling appreciated or something. You said that earlier when you were talking about your emotions, right? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I think I, I mean, I can see why this would upset you. I can see, I can see why this would bother you and why that would cause a problem. Yeah. I mean, for my part, I can see why, you know, everyone's sort of laughing and 
and making light of your concerns definitely wasn't the right way to go. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. All right. So we've expressed our individual realities and, and validated each other's perspective because both perspectives are valid. So we're going to share a little bit about what got us to that point. So as I think about those major emotions that I was feeling, feeling stupid, unheard, feeling invisible, feeling like uh, my concerns didn't matter. And as we were processing this earlier and kind of going through this together, I flashed back to a time when I was a kid and I was probably maybe not even eight years old. And my parents were in the kitchen and they were really going at it. My parents fought, and you guys know this because we've talked about this on past episodes, but it was, you know, high volume, my mom specifically berating my dad. And I had this great idea. I am going to solve it. I'm going to fix it. I am going to, I have the perfect seven-year-old solution to this problem. I went and got my little air gun and I pumped it up with air and I went pop, 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 and, you know, ran around the kitchen trying to get them to stop. I just wanted them to stop. And I thought this would, this would be it. Instead, for several minutes, it just felt as though I didn't exist. It didn't matter that it was upsetting to me. It didn't matter that I was worried. It didn't matter that I was concerned. Yeah. So, you know, I thought I had the solution as this little girl. And uh, instead, I was, you know, I was yelled at and I was told I needed to leave the room. And and so I kind of went from feeling invisible to feeling stupid. And so the feelings that I had in this moment as we had this experience at 50 years old kind of took me back to those feelings that I had when I was seven. Man, that's, that's tough. Yeah. It's tough. It's especially. silly. It's silly. It's not even the same thing. But those are old scars, right? Those are old wounds. Yeah, and that's, you know, and that helps me understand why the reaction that you had to, to this, I didn't think it was that big of a deal. And, you know, to see that it would bring up those types of emotions and triggers in you, which is why we respond the way that we respond in almost every situation is there's usually something back mm-hmm. there behind it. What about you? How did, how did you, as you think about this and you think about the emotions that it triggered in you, did it take you back? I mean, it, it did. You know, I, I think I've always tried to want to do nice things for people. And, and maybe that's because of my childhood and, and sort of the, the instability that I had in that instance. I always wanted to just keep people happy. And, and, uh, and, and to that end, I, I, as I grew into sort of my building and experimenting, I took a lot of pride in the things that I do. Like I, I, I would have never done anything that would have damaged the house. And so I, I think I just sort of, you know, that, that was a little bit, you know, to sort of feel that way was a little bit hard for me because it, now all of a sudden I start getting defensive, like in that way. And, and it's important for me to do things right. And also, you know, I mean, to some extent be appreciated for the effort that, that, you know, that I put into that. But yeah, I mean, I think that's really what it was. Yeah. I mean, and knowing your, what your childhood was like, I know that you, I know that it was really important for you because people were leaving a lot in your life. I know it was important for you to try to do things that would make other people happy, to make the adults in your life happy. And I know that those hard things are 
what makes you who you are as the, you know, you're the person who does so much for the family and so much for so many people. And I know that those hard things that you went through is part of why you are the amazing person that you are today. And I wonder as we, as we talk about it right now, I wonder if that was also just sort of feeding into that sort of sense of abandonment. I don't know that I'd spend a lot of time working on that. At that point? At that point when we had that. And maybe that was just underlying as well. I think so, because you would strive to make other people happy around you. And when that didn't work in this situation, it was triggering. Yeah, probably. So now we're going to talk about taking responsibility. So it's back to me again. And I'm going to talk about what set me up for this failure (laughs) and also, you know, apologize for my part. So I think what, as I look at what set me up for this, part of it was that we just had this really busy day with way too much on our list. We were both overtaxed. So we were very, we were both way more sensitive than probably what we would normally be. And the other part was that I had, I really didn't take the time to express my concerns in a gentle way with him. So I think what set me up was that I you know, I, I had concerns. I probably expressed them a little harshly. And I was probably tired and and overly sensitive because, you know, I I had worked really hard that day. And then, you know, and, and I'm sorry about that. I'm sorry that I overreacted. I'm sorry that I didn't appreciate you more. I'm sorry I didn't say thank you more for all the work that you put into it. And I'm sorry that I came off and came at you pretty strong, you know, probably a little bit attacking you and not trusting that you knew what you were doing. Wow. Thank you. Thank you for that. Well, so for my part, I was definitely overtaxed, I think taking on an additional task. When, when our daughter had her friends over, we were supposed to have a little barbecue, so I was really in a hurry to make everything right. And, and so... I was probably a little sensitive as well because I'm sensitive about the work that I do. Again, I, you know, I think I felt I was just sort of feeling, I don't know, it's maybe attached, not the right word, but just that whole situation. And I reacted poorly. I didn't spend time to explain to you when you asked me questions, which you did. And so, in a way, I reacted in a way that put your feelings second place and, and I'm, you know, I was defensive and I apologize for that. I didn't, I didn't do the things I could have to make it, to make it better and to help explain each step of the way and, and what was happening and whether, you know, I thought it was the fascia and you thought it was the beam and, and all mm-hmm. those types of things. Well, thank you. I, I forgive you. And thank you. I forgive you too. All right. So last step is making some plans for the future. If something like this were to happen again, what could we do differently? And I know I'll go, you may go first again. Yeah. Okay. So maybe I can express in the future what I'd like from you and what I can also do different. Would that work? Yep. Let's try that. So in the future, if something were like, I don't think it's going to happen like this again, but if it were to happen again, I think just being a little bit more patient with my concerns. You know, sometimes I need too much information and I, I know that that you'd love to just be trusted, but sometimes I just need a little bit more information. And so if you could just 
be a little more gentle with me and a little bit more patient with me. And I will try harder to be a lot more appreciative of you because I know that that's really important when you do nice things. And that's why words are your love, you know, your love strategy as well. And so I can do a better job of, of telling you with my words that I appreciate all the things that you do. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Well, so for my part, I think I will do a much better job of communicating earlier and see if I can make a repair attempt sooner rather than just letting you get frustrated. Mm, that would, um, would have been lovely. Uh, I think I let it, you know, escalate, especially if I was feeling attacked and I could slow down and avoid those things. But, you know, in all honesty, having, you know, hearing you share that side of how when you felt mocked and you felt like you're, you know, you weren't important, that just, just seeing and understanding that part gives me a completely different understanding of you as a person and why you in the past would get triggered that way. And I didn't necessarily understand it. And, and since we've been doing this, I, I understand that. And so I, I changed the way I move forward and the way I communicate just based on us having just a simple conversation. And having mutual understanding. Yes, absolutely. All right. That, that's how you do it. And when we handle regrettable events like this, one stone at a time, it reduces the risk of us having resentments. I mean, you can just see how much more touched we both are by one another's story. It's so much more easy to express ourselves plainly and calmly and not have to resort to manipulation or attacking or blaming. So this is definitely one of our favorite, absolute favorite tools to teach couples. And to use ourselves. And to use ourselves yep. because it really does invite empathy and understanding and it provides us with this step-by-step -step process that is, is simple that actually in the long run helps to deepen our love and compassion and understanding for one another. Well, we hope you're excited to incorporate this process in your relationship. As always, if you need coaching or help, any help applying this, reach out to us. We'd love to help out. Until next time. Thank you for listening to Master Your Marriage. If you have a topic you'd like us to cover, then we want to hear from you. Just go to MasterYourMarriagePodcast.com and send us your question. Oh, and while you're there, you can also check out our retreats and events and even apply for coaching. And make sure to subscribe to the podcast so you get advanced notice of when the next episode drops, plus show notes and many extras. Thanks again for tuning in.